Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey Fee, and I'm your girl Sharita Three, better known as Red. And, and we, we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast. A new podcast all about uplifting you. Yes. Because friends face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about. All the things we as women must juggle every day and the issues we complain about. Who's listening? We'll chat about the struggle, the job, and about him. Mm. You know who we're talking about. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you're calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. I mean, kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman podcast with Red and Fee, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We are here to inspire her, the Total Woman. Yes. Hello, everybody. How, how you doing, Sharita? I am doing okay. You know, kind of like blind. Could be the change in the temperature, the change in the weather, but... I'm here. I'm doing. I'm, I'm gonna make it. We doing good. We doing good. I think. I think this. Um, being. I, I was riding home and it was dark at like five fifty. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, fifty. Try like five twenty five over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But I probably was still in still in the building by the end. But yeah, I think. I think the funkiness might come from. You know, it's getting dark so early. I'm a daylight person. Yeah, I want to still be out, and I just feel like it's time for me to go home and go to sleep. Hmm. So <laughs> when yeah, when yeah. I'm looking at at the darkness outside, I just I just want to go home and go to sleep. But yeah. anyway, we are here online with you guys today, doing what we love, love, love to do, and yeah. that is to inspire her. We are hey, um, Auntie Val. We we need to give Auntie Val like a top fan badge. Fee. I, I I um I opened up the top fan badge, but hopefully she got one. Let listen, y'all. Hey, Rita. I have to tell y'all, my aunt is is uh she five toes down, ten, well ten toes down for me since the day I was born. So Aww. she she has she is. She has been one of my biggest fans, even when I came home in elementary school with the ugliest picture ever drawn with two pieces of crayon. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> and she probably told me, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> she was supposed to encourage you. Ooh, that and and she was actually, and I'm not to harp on my aunt, my aunt Valerie Vereen. But um, she took me, my, my first opportunity to learn, she took me to J. Sarger Reynolds College with her, and I sat in class with her. So uh-huh. I, I learned at a very, very early age. She was my babysitter, so I had to go with her. And don't forget our college days. She just mentioned that, Aunt Val. Mm-hmm. She was saying that you were typing it. So that, that's like that, that's, that thing, that connection you got. Yeah, yep. she took me to college. She was I was yeah, in college so- before I was in school. Wow, wow, wow. wow. So we- All right. We're going to go ahead and get started today. We, I think I started something on um, Facebook on our page, Sharita. I think I did too. <laughs> I think I was feeling some kind of way and I threw it out there. And man, I got it. I got it from men. Um, the women, we were we were kind of on the same page. We well, we were on the same page, but the men, man. Um, I I, I will admit, sometimes as women, we just we we feel some kind of way. We we just feel like we need to say it, mm-hmm. and, and I did. I just shared, and I've never really shared about this before. But you know, maybe it's time for my truth to come out. So I said my thought for today. A man that chooses not to take care of his child or children is the lowest form of human to me. And I decided to talk about that in addition to taking off your cape, because I think that it's a part of it. You know, a lot of times we have this cape on because we have to. Mm -hmm. We have to. But Red and I want to express, and I'm going to delve into that, what I just said a little bit. And I think you're right, because both of us, we have children who 
didn't have their fathers in their lives. So we can attest to it. So I agree with you 100%. I was like, amen, sis. <laughs> but I can see how some people may have taken offense to it. But if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then it doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to you. And that's what I think some men were taking offense to. And they were like, well, what about the woman that yada, yada, yada? Well, Same that's thing. Not, that's not my story. It is not I your story. on that. So you feeling how you feel. And I get it. I'm not speaking on that. That's not my story. That's not that's not a part of my case. Um, but we want to not only discuss why we put the cape on, but we want to kind of help you understand that, sis, is you can take the cape off for a little bit. I'm not saying forever. I'm not saying for a long period of time, but at some point it's just take just take the cape off and and relax. And the reason why um I mentioned taking the cape off. I, re I was reading an article about Whitney Jenneret, and um, she said, taking off my cape, letting go of the superwoman syndrome. So there is what's considered a superwoman syndrome. And I'm sure many of you out there that we're talking to right now have been exposed to or are a part of it yourself. And you don't have to have children to have that cape on either. That's true. You know, you, you can just be trying to do everything yourself. Um, some of us are in what's considered the middle generation, meaning you're taking care of children and you're taking care of parents. Mm -hmm. So you kind of squeeze in there in between. That can be a cape as well. Mm -hmm. Some of us are trying to climb that ladder as quick as we can and, and get that job that we see that we want. That can be a cape as well. Um, there's many ways that women put on the cape, but somehow we don't quite know how to take it off. Right. And as a mental health professional, I get this all the time. I could count on my fingers and toes how many women I talk to about just taking off that cape. And they just feel like if they're not doing it, the whole house is going to crumble. And I tell them, I promise you, it, that won't happen because as much as people, as much as you do, people and people are going to continue to pull on you. The more you do, the more they want. And again, I keep talking about those boundaries. And once you set those boundaries, then you're going to see the difference in how people react and respond. So yeah, like Chris said, let it crumble for a minute. You know, they will be okay. And see, so many women feel guilty. It's a lot of guilt when we do for ourselves or when we take time for ourselves and we're not putting into somebody every five minutes, you know, sometimes we go from our parents' home to being a wife and you never have that time in between to figure out who you are. There's so many of us that don't know who we are. If I asked you or ask women, who are you besides a mother and a wife and a daughter? So many just struggle to figure out who they are. And it's sad. It's, it's sad sometimes when you sit there and you're like, let's just say your child goes off when they get older, they start going off with their friends and your husband is off with his golf buddy mm -hmm. or something like that. And you're sitting there like, I don't even have any friends to hang out with. Mm -hmm. or, I don't have anything to do because they have been my life. Yep. I'm here to tell you ladies, I have... I have never had that particular issue because I've always felt like I need my friends, mm -hmm. you know, and even if I I wasn't around for a little bit, my friends will call me or come knocking at the door and say, hey, we ain't heard from you in a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, I have friends that don't let me become that person. Um, but even if you do, even if you do get to that point, you know, there are groups out here, there are, um, you know, church was a big thing for me for a moment mm -hmm. where, I, where I focused and, and was able to, you know, get myself back on track. And it's, it's, let me say this, like Sharita said, the guilt eats you up a lot, the guilt but, but, um, it shouldn't because we should all have a life. You know, mm -hmm. we work very, 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 very hard, very hard. So drop those kids off by grandma, auntie, mm -hmm. daddy, somebody. 
You still love them. Exactly. And sometimes we forget that we're a woman first. But going back to that comment or that post that you made, and, and, and this is something that we kind of talked about talking about, but then we felt like, uh, but it's so many of us that had to take on that role as mother and father because the fathers were absent. Right. That was a stressor. And because you then you try to overcompensate for that p- other parent not being there. And it was it's it was hard. It was very hard. It was very it is hard. Especially when you know that in my situation and and I you know, I used to be afraid to talk about it because I felt like I don't, you know, I don't I don't want to bring this type of stress on myself you know, just, just in talking about it, but it's, it's kind of like therapy and I don't mind it now because I've gone through it, gotten through it. And my daughter was the one who told me I'm good. I'm good. So now I feel like, you know, I, I can, I can take that cape off where that's concerned that, um, that part of my cape was guilt, mm. guilt for how I felt like I picked that person I picked him and then I was reckless and created a child Mm -hmm. and um that that was that was that guilt that was that was that part of my um cape that I wore and to piggyback off of that it was um it was a little embarrassing too Mm -hmm. oh yeah it, it, it was well it was a whole lot embarrassing because you, you know especially knows like to non-college educated woman but being a college educated woman and all that you you wanted to feel like you made a good choice and so it was embarrassing to see you being this way and then the father you know and the other parent not involved or just not as supportive as possible. The blessing for me was that I, my kids had that paternal grandmother and aunts and stuff that were very supportive of them, but you didn't have that. I'm just no, putting no, business no. out there. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I had, well, no, I didn't have his the side. Paternal, of the yes. Yes. You're right. I didn't hear that part. I didn't have his side of the family, but one thing that I will tell you, that woman that's on here now, my aunt Valerie, and my mother, and my cousins, and my family in Virginia. Oh man, you would have thought she had both sides of the family. <laughs> and my and and my aunt Sheila, who has since passed away, um, you would have thought you had both sides of the family because that girl, she she never missed a beat. You know, mm-hmm. she she didn't know that she was missing anything. You know, they 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 showered love on her like like nobody's business and that's what family is supposed to do. So I, I would love, I want to thank my Vereens in Richmond for, you know, mm-hmm. taking up the slack when, when I needed it. And, and that's how I was still able to hang out with my friends because, mm-hmm. you know, they were there for me when, when I needed to get away. Um, another part of taking, taking your cape off ladies is um, being able to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, during those times, I wasn't very vulnerable, didn't want to talk about it a lot. Um, didn't want to deal with my issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just brushed them to the side, Mm -hmm. brushed them to the side. And, um, one person in that comment said, um, y'all not going to make me cry today. (laughs) That's not the comment, but y'all not gonna make me cry because I, I I feel it, but y'all not gonna make me do it. Um, one person said, "Well, what about the woman that lays up with this sorry behind man?" And um, I was that woman. On the one hand, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, and on the other hand, I was still holding on to hope. Well, maybe if I continue this relationship, he'll see this beautiful child and mm-hmm. want to be a part of her life and this, that, and the other. And I promise you, um, I still held on to that hope till a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Like I said, my daughter was the one who said, I'm good. Because when she was eight, I met a man that I married. And he had a heart as big as all of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And um, we're not together anymore. Um, I consider him one of my best friends still. But he took on my daughter. And when we divorced, he said, this is my child. And I love her just like I love the ones that I actually birthed. Wow. Um, Y'all, this water water coming out of my eyes. Y'all going to stop it. Thank you for being vulnerable. (laughs) That's your vulnerability. I am learning how to be vulnerable. And this is what Inspire Her is about. We want to inspire you. So if I got to shed a couple of tears to do that, then I'm doing it. And I'm taking this cape off tonight Mm -hmm. for a while for you guys. That's right. Um, I don't even know where, why, and where this came up, you know, but it is what it is. And it's something that you've been holding on to for a while. And we've had personal conversations about this. See, this podcast came about me going through my struggles. We have been through her struggles and just having conversations. And we like, girl, we got a story to tell. We need to get this out there. That's how Inspire Her was born. Out of every morning, Fi and I on our ride to work talking for sometimes hours at a time on the phone. So, you know, what she's saying, I've heard before, and I want to just um, just say I'm so proud of her for being vulnerable and, and letting it go because I, I know, oh, that's it, Fee. I think a lot of times we try to protect that other person. And right. I felt like you were being very protective, not only of him, but of your daughter. I was, I yes. was being protective in the beginning mm-hmm. of him. Um, because I wanted, I I didn't want to cause any anger because I felt like (laughs) if he's mad, he's not going to want to be around. Then I got over that part. And um, then it became protecting my daughter. Mm -hmm. I don't want this story to be attached to my daughter at ever. Mm -hmm. But I realized that I have to let her know what her story is because that's how I'm going to teach you how to look out for that type of person. Mm. Because um, this person walks around and if you saw him, if any of you saw him today, you would think that he was an upstanding Mm. man. Upstanding and would never do anything like that. So, um, vulner- being vulnerable, like I said, is a part of taking that cape off. And, and that's a part of um, what I wanted to do tonight. And Crystal says, kids find out the truth eventually, no matter Thank how you. try to shield them. And, and that is true. That is true. But the beautiful, let me tell you, let me tell you guys the beautiful thing that came out of all of this is that there are three children. India has an older brother and they both have an older sister and they're loving on each other without us adults. Mm-hmm. Children know how to, they, they, they know how to find a way. So they are loving on each other without, without any of us. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's more than I could could ever ask for for her mm-hmm. so, yeah you're right crystal they they find out and um having the conversation with her was a lot easier than what i thought it would be mm-hmm. i thought it would be and um even though this has happened and in the past i have <laughs> wished harm but <laughs> now i don't because i realized that um people have their own story their own issues their own demons Mm -hmm. and we cross paths at different times you know and we have the ability to um say whether or not we want to be in that person's life and sometimes we see signs and signals and ignore them and that's exactly what i did Mm -hmm. so well i can tell you one thing 
believe what they mama tell you because my <laughs> ain't that the truth told me all so and so do is lie and that's all he did the entire situationship was lie so believe their mamas when they tell you <laughs> Man, his mom told me you can't you can't make a man a father mm. and that was words that ring in my mm -hmm. ear from now until the day i die and i will never Try to make someone that does not want to be a father a father because there are men out here that um, go above and beyond for kids that are not even their mm -hmm. own. My husband did too. Took my kids on as his own. You can't tell him he ain't jailer bugs. Right. He loved those kids. So, and we got fortunate to get good husbands and good fathers. Exactly. So, so ladies, that story was on my heart and I wanted to start by telling you that. Um, why do we have a cape on? Because of reasons like that. Because sometimes fathers fall short and we feel like we have to, to wear those capes in order to be mom and dad for our child. But let me tell you something a, a woman told me. You, you're never going to be able to be your daughter's or your son's father. Mm-mm. You're never going to be able to take that spot. So you just need to try to be the best mother that you can be to that child. And it'll be enough. Mm -hmm. And there'll be men along the way, family members that will step in, step into that spot. They may not be father, but they'll be a good male figure for that person. I have a ton of uncles that, that you know, were ready to, to love on India and to just be there for her no matter what. So... Take that cape off and, and and be vulnerable. This was this was my vulnerable moment. That's great, Pete. But I can tell you, and I keep going back to being a therapist, that superwoman mentality, it only leads to depression and anxiety. Because nothing you do is you're gonna feel like it's ever going to be enough. And right. that is climbing the ladder. The more you want, and I think I posted something. We don't take time to bask in what we've achieved before we're going on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. That's not healthy. Take time to celebrate and appreciate the small things. A lot of times we don't. We don't. We, we're on to the next thing and, and trying to, you know, keep up with the Joneses or trying to um, overcompensate or this endless um, challenge within ourselves to make our parents proud of us, especially that absentee parent. Like, I'm never going to feel like I'm good enough because I just need to make this person proud of me. So you on and on and on and on, and it never stops. And it's draining. It, that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, a lot of times, like you say, sometimes we think, you know, we, we have these um, groups and these sayings, mom boss. She's a boss. Uh, you know, we want to be a boss. Mm -hmm. We feel like we have something to prove to the world. And and I've succumbed to that. You know, I, I want to do all of this stuff. I want to build all this stuff. And I want to build myself up. And I want to feel good about what I do. And that's great. But don't run yourself in, into the ground doing it. Mm -hmm. Do it because you want to. Do it because it feels good. You know? One thing I like to say about you is that, you know, you're your own boss. And you and I said the other day, and I know I know being a boss, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I have my side business that I run, but I know, you know, it's all on you. You got to make mm -hmm. it work. Nobody mm -hmm. else gonna make that work. But the one thing that I do like to say about you is that, like the other day, you were working from home, and some you you know when to take that time. Mm -hmm. You know when to to balance that out, and I commend you for that because a lot of times, we as women. We get in positions, and I know when I worked at my old job here, I felt the need to prove something. And many times in conference rooms, I was the only woman. Wow. Many times I was the only Black person in that room. So I felt like I needed to prove something. And so I would work hard, work late, have somebody else pick my child up, miss events and activities. And I told myself, I'm not doing that anymore because what happened? COVID happened. Mm -hmm. That was a number that they laid off. They threw some money at me and said, we got to let you go. Mm -hmm. And after, in my mind, I've done all that work. Mm -hmm. I've given you all of this time. 
I've sacrificed. Mm -hmm. And I was a number. So I told myself, mm -mm, not doing that no more. Not doing that no more. My daughter has it and I'm there. I need to get off early. I'm doing it. You learn those things as you go along, especially in corporate America. Mm -hmm. There's things that you have to do, run through hoops, all kinds of stuff. A lot of times we're afraid to say no. We are. We're afraid to yeah, say no. In our personal lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in organizations and I'm forever. I, I was just on a call right before I joined he, on here. And I told Sharita, hey, can we push this back 15 minutes? Because I, this is something I love. I'm not not going to do it. But got to learn to say no sometimes. And what gets me is you can't say no, but then you constantly complain about being overwhelmed. Like you can say no. You can set your boundaries. You can protect yourself. And my thing is, and I've had this conversation multiple times with people. Once it starts to affect your physical health, your, your blood pressure up, you stress, you're getting these headaches and stuff. It's time to do something different. It's time to do something different. It really is. Now, you, I didn't, I didn't tell her that we were gonna do this, and she might say no, like we just said, say no. <laughs> but, but if she wants to, or if she can, I want to bring our friend Tanya on because I think that chick knows how to take her cape off. Yes, she teaches us how to do it. She does. <laughs> so Tanya, Tanya, if you yeah. out there, if you presentable, if you want to come on, you know, we, we want to know. Tell us, tell us how you learn to, to take your cape off. You know, she she, you know, sometimes I, I like to live through her. Um mm. she she knows how to take her cape off, have fun, and then on Monday morning the cape is back on. She's doing what she needs to do. Yes. Yes, yes. I had a great time with Tanya this weekend. She probably forgot <laughs> I was coming, but I'm like, I'm getting up to D.C., Maryland. I'm going to hang out with my girls. That's the last thing I do. So, yeah, we had a great time. It is. It, 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 it's like Sophisticated Dummy said, and thank you for joining us. Balance and self-care is the key. Yes. It's the key. Find a hobby. Find something that you love to do. I don't care if it's finding a nook in your house and reading. Anything that you just like to do. Walking. When I was going through my issues when COVID happened and they put us out on um, leave and then they laid us off, I was walking every day at lunchtime. And then I got up to my five-mile walks. That helped me yeah. a lot. It helped me decompress. Yes. That was my way of taking the cape off. In the comments, ladies and gentlemen, because a lot of times we have gentlemen on here as well, we want to know, tell us how you take your cape off sometimes. What are the things that you do to decompress? Or or do you? Do you do you have an issue mm. taking your cape off? Maybe we can we can help you tonight. You know, like I said, I felt like I was doing well in all areas except for that one. And I've finally gotten to the point where, baby, I take that cape off when I feel like I need mm -hmm. to. Me too. Everybody don't have that opportunity to be able to do so. Those in the comments, let us know. How do you take that cape off? And I know in this article, she mentioned that sometimes you have to sit and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. It's okay. Correct. It's okay. Painting. Yes. I like, I love to go to, um, I, I'm not a, I'm not a painter. I can't just sit and paint, but if I can go to painting with a twist where they already got, I pretty much just got to color, color it in. <laughs> I love it. Love that. Absolutely love that. Traveling. That's my thing. Going to places I haven't been before, just seeing new things I can learn about. I like history, enjoying spending time with family. I have a huge family and Thanksgiving. Y'all listen, that's why I celebrate my birthday month. I absolutely love my birthday and everybody know me, know mm -hmm. I go ham in the month of November because having fun, that's what I like to do. And Thanksgiving is a time when you get together with family. That's like one of my favorite, that, that is my favorite holiday because everybody's together and laughing and joking and playing games and most families are, for those of you who may not have that, my heart goes out to you. 
But friends can be family too. Friends can definitely be family too. Crystal says she'll yes. sketch me up something. Go ahead, girl. I'll be I will be home in Richmond in December. And I am looking forward to meeting this Crystal Marie. Mm-hmm. I am definitely looking forward to meeting Crystal Marie. She says, in my music. Uh-oh, you need to meet my aunt. She got a, a vinyl record collection, too. Okay. Have a vinyl party when we get down there. Find us a, a DJ and have a little house party. And so who feels that life is unbalanced? Probably all of us. <laughs> Dante says, as an entrepreneur, the cape is always on. So I have it on in Cabo, Vegas, Miami, every chance I get. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you can't leave. You can't take it off. I mean, he gets frustrated being on the golf course and, you know, having to answer calls and stuff. And, and even me too, even we wrong, every time we're on vacation, we still have to work because we have to handle things. We don't, but he has, we got people in place, but sometimes it's things that only we can handle. Sometimes you gotta, you, you gotta say we, we close. Hey guys. Hi. Hey, Maya. Hey, my friends. <laughs> so tell us, girl, tell us when you start being able to take that cape off, when you realize that, hey, it's got to be about me, too. Mm, uh, I get, let me see. All right, let's speak my truth. Um, <laughs> I, what you do, and that'll give us a better indication of how. Right. So yeah. I, um, I mean, for me, it's always been, uh, you know, I've always had this, um, my, this idea well, not this, or this, yeah, idea or ideology that I can be no good to anyone else if I'm not the best of me, the best me. And I think in putting myself first, so I used to get ragged on all the time about saying I put myself first and I have a daughter. But I put myself first. That doesn't mean I'm going to eat before her or I'll let her starve or anything of that sort. But if there is something that I need to do for me, then I'm going to do it as long as it is not in detriment to her. Mm -hmm. So and sometimes that may mean that maybe her wants her every need that she has always been met but that maybe there are times in which her wants aren't met and i put mine first and i had i realized that was okay that was okay mm -hmm. she's a child she's supposed to follow my lead mm -hmm. so um and if uh and in doing so when i smile she smiles so when I'm happy, she's happy. But you know uh, what? Even thinking of that and thinking about your daughter, your daughter is very independent. She is. So maybe that had a lot to do with how you raised her and that ideology that you had. Because that young lady is very independent. Yeah, she is. And I think for me, I always, and you know, I had my story. I was a young mom. I'm fairly young, you know, in early 20s. And I never wanted my daughter to be a statistic. I felt, you know, I was a statistic. I was a single mom, unmet, unwed woman, and which made me a statistic. And for me, I never wanted my daughter to become a statistic. So I did everything in my power to avoid that from happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the journey still is still, you know, it's still going. But it, under my control which is me raising her, I did everything that I could to not make her want to seek anything else anywhere else mm. that she always had was enough, even when I wasn't around, that she was still enough. So a part of that was I had to let her see me be happy and she had to see me fulfilled. I never forget, I used to work at this company when I went all lived in Richmond. Y'all know what company I worked at. And um, when I when I left that job, she was like, oh my God, mom, thank you so much because you were so mean mm. when you worked there. I'm so glad that you quit. <laughs> mm. And um, I said, wow. So that just, that just reaffirmed for me that when I'm not my best self, she can't be her best self. 
because, you know, she's, you're taking on my stress. You're taking everything that I'm going through. You're taking it on as well, even though I'm not giving it to you. But if you're anyone that's in your presence on a regular basis, right, they feed off your energy. Mm-hmm. So if my energy is off and I'm not giving her the best energy for the things that I'm doing and I'm not feeding myself, then how am I advancing her? Mm. You know, I just always looked at it like that. And I always looked at children are our vessel. I'm not here to keep her. I have a, I have a, I have something that I'm supposed to do. It's, it's an assignment. And once I'm done with that assignment, I release her and she goes off. And she did. Taya is so woke. <laughs> Isn't she? she, 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 she Why she didn't teach us about this stuff yeah, back in the day? Was well, she the philosopher of the group, y'all. <laughs> but you know, and it's interesting that you said it. And one of the songs that I always loved was Kindred in the Family Stone, Woman First. You know mm-hmm. that song? Uh-uh. Well, That's not my favorite group. Things, but you remind me that I'm a woman first. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to know that we're women first and we do have to take care of ourselves. It's so true. You know, there were times, like I said, when I came home from, from this job that I don't want to mention right here. Um, and I was tired. You know, I was outdone and I was working New Year's Day. I was working weekends and my child looking for me. And this was when she was smaller. Mm-hmm. If I had it to do all over again, absolutely not. That's why I'm cherishing a job that I have now that allows me the flexibility that I have. You know, she's older now and I I definitely need to be there for her. Also, like Tanya said, allow her, help her understand how to be that woman that can go off and fly free without me. Mm -hmm. And Darius had a very interesting, men never take the cape off. We are overseer of the household. We keep the cape on so women of the household can rest her cape. I can't allow myself as a husband and father to be self-centered. I'll take the cape off when God calls me home. Why do you feel like you're being self-centered if you sometimes allow yourself a break to just be? I'm not saying neglect your family, neglect your kids or your responsibility, but what is wrong with taking that cape off? Ah, I need him to answer that one because men are supposed to be the leaders of the home, but you should also have time for yourself and not, you know, be the provider, but you should have time to be able to go off and do something that Mm -hmm. you want to do. Darius, don't, don't get it mistaken where we're saying that being the provider and the leader of your home, you never take that off, but there are opportunities when you can take some time to do something that you really like to do. And uh, we're not this. Let me just say this. First of all, I don't, I don't want anybody to think that in this podcast, we're saying take the cape off and throw it away. Right. Oh no, (laughs) we can't do that. Mm -mm. Responsible people can't do that, but you can take the cape off for a minute fold it up, put it on the side of the bed, have some self-care, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. It can be for a weekend. It can be for a week. Whatever it is that you want to do, mindful that you need to take care of all these other things that have to continue going. You have to take care of that before you go do all of this stuff, before you take the cape off. Lay that cape down with full knowledge that everything is going to be taken care of if you do. We ain't burning no cape, Crystal. Right. No, we we (laughs) can't burn the cape, baby. We can't can't burn the cape. Can't burn the cape. But you can set it down for a minute and then pick it back up and everything should be able to go on as normal. Right. And God made... You know, you're saying until God calls you home, but situations change. Situations change. Things change. Things happen. Where sometimes that woman may have to carry you and may have to carry the household. We're very capable. It may not be ideal, but we're capable of wearing a cape for a minute while you take a break. That's part of that partnership. That's the beauty in the partnership. Yes. And everybody don't have it. But that's the definition of partnership, right. shared responsibility. Right. 
Men can take care of home and take care of themselves too. How can you provide or protect effectively if you are neglecting yourself or your needs? Self-care is not selfish. Mm -hmm. I agree. agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree, Dante. That is that is mm -hmm. that is the definition. Because listen, if you hold on to this image that you always gotta have the cape on, you always gotta be in that spot. I forget the cape. If you always gotta be in that spot, you always mm -hmm. gotta take on this responsibility. You're gonna have high blood pressure and everything else that comes along with it. Because Amen. it's it can be stressful. And that's the leading cause of death in black men. Yeah. I, I always live by the philosophy. I'm gonna I'm not gonna give from my cup. I'm gonna give from the overspill. Oh. Saucer. So you can have that, you know, but you can't have what's in my cup because that's what I need to get me going every single day. We're going to talk about this next year in January. Self-care is not selfish. Mm -mm. We got we to gotta stop thinking about this selfish thing. Self-care is something that we need to survive. We got to survive. When you're on the airplane, what they tell you to do first if something happens? Put your own mask on first and then help the person next to you. You got to put your own mask on because I'm not going to be able to help you if I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Put your own mask on first. And that's, that's, that's just it. That's what we have to learn to do. And that's everybody, no matter mm -hmm. what age you are. Or what your responsibilities are or what your gender is. We all have to do that. So let me say this. I absolutely love, love, love that we're called Inspire Her, the total woman. But we, we got men that come out and, and, and enjoy and, and want to talk with us. Mm -hmm. So we, we appreciate you guys for coming out and, and talking with us because we say that we want to inspire women. But all the stuff that we talk about can inspire men and women. Mm -hmm. no. Or the men oh. take it to their women's and inspire them. Right. We yeah. all have our own issues, and and one thing that I can say is is the guys that have been on our podcast have helped me see things in other ways. Mm, that's true no. too. We appreciate y'all for being on here with us, talking about this. You know, knowing that stress is the number one killer. How can you not want to have self care? Yeah, I think a lot of men of a certain age, they feel probably weak or vulnerable if they get support. And a lot of men walking right here stressed and won't ask for help. They won't let their wives and girlfriends and significant others know that they're stressed, that they are anxious, that they have stuff going on, that they can't do it because they're so used to doing it and everybody leaning on them. They don't know how to take off that cape. That's because they were taught to do that. I agree. Daddy, granddaddy, great granddaddy, uncle, brother taught them that this is what you're supposed to do. And I don't disagree. I think the man should be the head of the household and the woman should be the helpmate. Or their dad didn't show them. So they want to be the exact opposite of what they saw or what they didn't see. That is true. That is true. And a lot of times women, we like to think that, you know, we, we got it all together. We like to think that, oh, if I'm failing, I, I can't tell my friends. Mm. I can't ask for help. I, I, I don't want to tell my family because, you know, they think of me as this way. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to put any, you know, people at work. I don't want them in my business. And we suffer in silence because of that. We suffer in silence. Exactly. And, and you know, one thing that I'm learning, and I, and I knew this, but talking to somebody helps a lot because sometimes we, we stressing out about things and we just really need to talk about it and maybe hear someone else's opinion. Cause we're thinking this way. We, you know, we got our blinders on. We're not looking left or right. We thinking I got to focus on this and somebody else can come along and say, but what about this? Yeah. Like I never thought of that at all. You know? So a lot of things that, that can help you ladies and gentlemen to take off that superwoman or superman cape is to sit down and talk to your friends. And if you don't feel comfortable talking to your friends, there's professional help. It just so happens that my friend is a counselor and I call her up and I can, I can talk to her and she gives me professional advice and advice as a friend. 
you know, sometimes I'm like, take the professional cap off and, you know, help me as my friend. Sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes I just recently had a family member to pass away that was very close to me. And when I found out, I just went to the beach. I needed to go to that place where I can be calm, that place that, that helps me, that place that I can think, you know, or a place that I can just sit and be quiet and just sit still. You know, That's the beach and listen to ocean waves. I can just sit still. Nobody will bother me. And I can just not think. Right. Sometimes you don't want to think. Yeah, you don't. A lot of times I don't want to think because I do all day. But it's about get off social media. Take the ring off on your phone. Just, you know, don't answer the phone. Don't respond in a text. Don't scroll through your emails. Don't scroll through this. Just be. Sometimes we just need to be. That is so true. Men don't take the K-pop because most of us fear becoming a statistic. You know what? We're all statistics. When Tanya made that comment, I'm like, when that, we're all statistics. Being a statistic doesn't always have a negative connotation. You know, we can all be statistics at times. I think he's meaning if he takes the cape off to go and do for him, somebody's going to call him a no good dad. Or somebody's going to say, oh, you being a selfish man instead of take out here doing this, this, that, and other, not taking care of your kids. Explain that, Darius. What you mean by that? Being becoming a Your fear of becoming a statistic. I've never, let me not lie about that. Yes, I have feared becoming a statistic. I feared being a single black mom. But as a black woman entrepreneur, I'm a statistic. So it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. We always put negative connotations and negative energy into stuff. It's not always like that. Uh, I recon. I he reckon. I reckon. Oh, I reckon I can't. Look, I recon. Girl, we in the South down here. He he reckon. He reckon he can't. Like, I recon. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I reckon you can. Come on. Reckon, he reckon he can come on. He can come on. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be a statistic, uh, uh, a single mom, and or having two baby daddies. You know exactly. You know you don't want people. You don't want to be that type of statistic. But you know what? I am who I am. I like that. As long as you can look at yourself in the mirror and know you're doing the best you to your ability, then you shouldn't worry about what others label you as. I agree with that. I, I agree with that now. In my mature stuff. Correct. Back in the day, I was like, oh. And and I grew up a church. I, well, I'm still a church girl, but I grew up a, 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 a I was in the church all the time. <laughs> then my friends used to be like, you live in the church. But, you know, people judge you. People do judge you. The pre the PKs and the preacher kids and the church girls. Everybody said they'd be the wildest ones. Some girls up in church or the. Boy, Shut church, be the wildest ones always doing some what they learned in that church house i was 32 when i had my child so that is not the case you want 32 but, started uh, <laughs> pumping in the sweating y'all hear her telling my business <laughs> my aunt is on here you aunt going to bed <laughs> <laughs> Society places all these expectations on us. Live your life the way you want. Can't take none of this with you in the end. That is true. That is that is very true, Chris. And I hope you remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whitney Jenneret. She said, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to mm -hmm. do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. After all, what's better than self-love? You got to have self-love, people. Yeah. What is self-love? Get in the comments and tell us what self-love is or what you think self-love is. I'll go first since I got the mic, like Pastor said. Self-love is how you allow other people to treat you. That's an indication of how much you love yourself. I mean, that's true. But I also think that self-love is how I treat myself. That too. How I treat myself when ain't nobody watching. Because a lot of times... We treat our own selves bad. Now, how's somebody going to love you? You don't love yourself, you know? If you, you look around one day, you were the finest woman on earth in your neighborhood. And now you <laughs> look like somebody done threw you to the wolves or something. Mm. You no, 
She had a hard life. She had a hard life. I had a hard life, child. You know, when somebody tell you that, then you looking old. Mm, she had a hard life. Girl, you done been through some things. <laughs> Do tell. I mean, I know black. They said black don't crack, but hmm, what you been going through? All right, Darius said we too busy to prove ourselves as men because our forefathers got it wrong. A lot of it had to do with us being black. Fee, you yourself said that you were trying to prove yourself at a, at your job. Black folks always feel the need to prove themselves, and that is so true. That is true. That is true. That is very true. We, But the reason why we feel we need to prove ourselves is because this theory that we are less than. Yeah, not good enough. You know, and nowadays we don't we don't have to live by that theory. Mm -mm. You know, but there are so many, and I hate to say this, I, I never want to put anybody down. My goal, and this is why we started this podcast, is to always lift people up. And if I can do it on, on my back, if I can lift you on my back and help you see yourself higher, I will do that. I will do whatever I need to do to make sure that you see yourself as who you really are or who you can't be you might not have met that person yet but who you can be but when we cut the tv on now th now this generation they do things a little differently you know each generation does things a little bit differently when our generation came up hip-hop music had really started and people then and our parents and stuff were like what are y'all listening to that mess mm -hmm. that was our thing but now I listen to the music and I say the same thing. I don't even understand what y'all saying. Correct. A lot, you know, there's a lot of dying and killing and talking about guns and women and nakedness and all of this stuff. And, you know, it's it's a way of life now, you know. But when you look at that kind of stuff, wh where does it put your mind at? Do you feel a lot of kids feel like they got to go out of here and get money by all means necessary? Right. They get it. right. And I think we in, in the black community identify success as material things like what car you got or where you live and what brand of shoes you have on. And we striving for that. And we think that that is success. That makes us who we are. Self-love and self-care, that's a new thing. That that wasn't going on back in the day. We're not talking about self-love and self-care. They were, you know, you say something like that, they were saying, Oh, get out of here with that mess. It was about scratching and surviving. It was about making things happen. Mm -hmm. I learned by watching when I grew up. And I remember, and this was funny because my I, I used to go to I used to come here. I used to come to Georgia every summer because my family's here. My mom's family's here. And um, I remember my aunt bringing me back home to Richmond. And they they woke me up because they were lost. And they asked me, did I know how to get home? Now, I was a little girl. And I said, yeah, I do. And when they got me home, they told my mom how how I took, how I took them. And my mom said, Felicia took you on the bus route. Mm. because my grandmother used to take me on the bus. So that's all I knew. And I learned from watching her. And that's what you do as a child. And But sometimes it's sad to say that sometimes you learn some of the wrong things to do. That's true. You don't learn to love yourself. You don't learn the you know what's right and what's wrong. You know, you learn how to survive. Mm -hmm. And then when you become an adult, you show your kids the same thing. So self-love is new. That's not that's not something we were taught to do. And you're absolutely right. Some kids are forced, some kids are forced to take care of their younger brothers and sisters mm -hmm. because their parents are out there wearing that cape because they don't have any other way to do it. Right. You know, and, and yes, we're talking about taking off the cape. And guys, I hear a lot of you talking about burn it. We can't take it off. The cape is imaginary. We know that. Mm -hmm. No, we can't fully take the cape off and throw it away and burn it. We, we can't do that. The cape is responsibility. 
Mm. Cape is living. The Cape is learning how to maneuver in this world. The Cape is children teaching your children the white um, the right way that they should go. The Cape is doing the right thing. The Cape can be anything. So we know we can't fully take it all. But all we're saying is take some time for yourself and do this new thing called self-love. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people feel like they get the short end of the stick because they want to do the right thing. And they feel like you see other people out here living frivolously and and not taking care of their responsibility and stuff. And you just having to do, you know, and then you looking like, dang, you know, I'm out here working. I'm, I'm trying to do this. And this person is just out there living. We think at their best life, but that's what it appears because they don't have a care in the world. And we feel slighted because we're the ones that's being responsible, that's doing the right thing. It's hard to do the right thing most of the time because nobody does the right thing all of the time. But it's hard doing the right thing most of the time. And sometimes yeah. I do want to just like ugh, say effort and just mess up sometimes. But have you ever gone to that person and just talked to that person that you think that's living footloose, fancy and carefree? A lot of times they got issues they running from. Absolutely. I agree 100%. But the person on the other side looking at them like they just, you, I, I agree 100%. Mm -hmm. I know that's the case and they are not happy, but it looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we like, dang, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta be the responsible one. I have to always make sure things are right. Things are okay. And then you see Joe Blow or Susan who down the street, they ain't doing nothing. And she, it looks like she, you see her out and about doing that thing. Like, do you work? It's where your kids, <laughs> you know, like, dang, you know, you worried about that. You absolutely right about that. It's you know it's you know it, it's all in it's all in what you make it. It's all in what you make it. Some people, you know, I I know some people that don't. Their thing is working. They they love to work because they love what they do, mm -hmm. and that's okay. And sometimes you know self care is doing what you love. And if working is what you love, then we're not you know we're not saying nothing about that because a lot of people if you're working with kids or you know working to help people you love it by all means do what you do i i think that sometimes we need to sit down and just look at our life and say hey this is what i can this is what i can do better for myself this is what i can do um, to make myself a better person for my family, my friends. And this this is what I love to do. This is what, if I'm having a moment, this is what will bring my stress level down. And like I said, taking that cape off, maybe take it off for a minute. No, I'm putting it back on. Because some people, I realize that that cape, it makes them feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if if not taking that cape off, if you don't want to take it off, don't do it, but always know that you're going to need to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You may not want to call it self-love. Men may not want to call it self-love because you're going to look like you're going to look like the wuss <laughs> because women are always talking about self-love, but know how to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Know how to love yourself. And I commend the men that are on here that are holding down the family mm -hmm. and still able to do what you need to do. Like Darius. Darius is a musician. He loves what he does. He's a musician. So that may be, you know, even though he's making money doing it, that may be his self-love time. That mm -hmm. may be rocking out, maybe where he where his mind comes together and he's able to focus and, and love on himself for a minute, even though he's making money. So we're not saying that you got to take time away from everything and, and go as far as you can or go in the dark corner and do nothing. Just know what it is that makes you feel good. And when you need that moment, go and do it. Right. And I think Darius, if he could take that cape off, he could, but to him, he feels like taking that cape off could be detrimental. And shoot, you might like that cake being off. Yeah, I don't want to get a taste of this cake being off. I, I don't know how to pull it back. 
<laughs> you know, guys, I have so much fun. This this right here is a part of me taking my cape off. When I when I'm when I'm on here with y'all, I'm having fun. I'm letting loose. And and today I was able to um, share something that was on my heart with you guys. And being able to do that helped me to um, just release some of the guilt that I had. Gonna, you're gonna see a project next year that I'm currently working on. I'm not gonna tell you all about it right now. Just be prepared to to learn a little bit more about fee and to see me let go of that cape a little bit more and some of the the guilt that I felt. Yes, yes. So before we go, we want to wish our day one Katina McDonald a happy 50th birthday. Woo -woo! <laughs> We got some special fee. We had a crew together. Yes. The crew is coming to Savannah, Georgia mm -mm. to help celebrate me <laughs> during my November birthday month. Really what I want to do is I want all of us to just celebrate because this is our year. Like this yeah. is our year of turning 50 even though we don't look it i want everybody to celebrate and while they're here we're going to have a day one podcast mm. we're all going to get on there and talk about hopefully they don't they don't tell they don't tell none of my business that i don't want known but we're gonna get we're gonna get on here we're gonna have some fun we're gonna tell you how we lasted so long we have over 30 something years worth of friendship. So we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about how we've been friends so long, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not not without getting upset with each other or 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 having a moment with each other. Mm -hmm. Our safe word, my safe word will be blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> blueberries. Mine just gonna be stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Raven, sometimes 40 years, close to 40 years. I think yep. we have been knowing each other since me, Tina, Candy, and Tanya. I met them in sixth grade. We were 11 years old. And me and Peggy been knowing each other since the second grade. Wow. Yeah. I used to go I used to go to school at Overby Shepherd, and um, I would stop by her house, and her mom would make boiled eggs in the morning, and I'd get a boiled egg before I went to school. But yeah, guys, we, we truly, we truly appreciate you. And yes, we are. Um, our next episode will be with five other ladies. Hopefully you guys will join on. It's going to be fun. It, it, I promise you, I promise you with the group of us together, you're going to have fun and you're going to laugh. We hope that you can see the love that, that we share because it's a lot of love. We don't even call each other friends. We call each other sisters join us it's going to be on sunday on the 27th i'll put it on the page join us we want to have you we want you to um, experience this with us and it is also prematurity awareness month and today is prematurity awareness day i'm bringing this to you because it's very near and dear to my heart those of you who know my story my daughter was born premature she was born at six months two pounds 13 ounces, 19 inches long. She she was a little tiny, tiny, tiny thing, but she was long. Mm -hmm. um, she almost died. You know, I when, when I had her, I didn't get to see her. They rushed her off because she wasn't breathing and they brought her back to life and or they resuscitated her. She had to stay three months in NICU. That was very challenging. Very, very challenging. And now she's what? Five seven hundred sixty pounds athlete. <laughs> um, she's doing her thing. So I will forever be indebted to the March of Dimes. I donate. I take stuff to the NICU here as I did in Richmond. I have a donation link on the page. So if you feel it in your heart to donate, please do. Please do because the March of Dimes needs our money to continue the research to help these babies. My baby had everything you name it. She had RSV. She had she she had it all. They have taught those nurses at the hospitals in NICU how to handle preemies. And my baby was uh, what they call an ultra preemie. Think of it. A two pound baby survived. Mm. So, yes. 
and and you're right. She is strong-minded. She is um, a, a very, 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 very strong person. My niece also was two pounds, 14 ounces. Uh, my brother Stacy's daughter, Chantel, she was two pounds, 14 ounces. So she was a little bit of teeny thing too, kind of could hold her in the palm of your hands. But yes, I went yeah. to the hospital to visit um, with you. I don't think, I don't know if I was able to see Indy though. I don't think she was in the room at that time, but I remember visiting you in the hospital. That was one of the scariest moments in my mm -hmm. life. Um, but we made it through and I'm here to, to tell the story. And I tell anybody who will sit still long enough to listen. <laughs> you sure she ain't but five, seven. I think Indy taller than that. Well, the doctor says she ain't but five, seven. So. Mm. She, she says the same exact thing. All right, guys. If there is anything else that you would like to mention, let us know before we sign off. And once again, for those of you who have topics that you want us to discuss, put them out there and we will chat about it and create something around it. We want to know what you want to talk about. Absolutely. We want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, a happy, safe Thanksgiving. Indulge. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you, Crystal Marie. I will see you. Um, I'm coming during um, December, so I will see you guys in December, as many of you as I can. Maybe we'll have an Inspire Her night or something. something. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds like a good idea. Mm, it does. We're going to make that happen. But anyway, we appreciate you guys and, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Have a good night. Good night. We're signing off now. Bye. Bye-bye. We are here to inspire her. The total woman. Yay.